and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. All right, it's the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us. We're live in the 1.30 hour on Wednesday, the day after election month in America. And uh, a little program note on the next Brad and Brit cast, which will be live on Thursday, we will have with us our old friend Park Pewterbaugh, uh, great, great, great rock and roll writer, educator, smart, funny, great guy, best in the business. And he uh, just got back from Los Angeles, where last weekend was the official Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony i guess they move it around now kind of like the acc tournament that's right (laughs) and that was the one that dolly parton said please 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 don't induct me but they did anyway so cleveland cleveland is the greensboro of rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremonies you thought it was always going to be there But not anymore. It's the Cleveland. Cleveland is the Greensboro of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies because nobody wants to go there. They bitch right. about it when they have to go there. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't get a hotel room in Greensboro, and you can't get a hotel room in Cleveland. You can't get a direct flight to Greensboro from anywhere. You can't get one to Cleveland. Tell you what, so that, that explains that. So they had that in Los Angeles last weekend. You can't. You can't get a corned beef sandwich in uh, L.A. like in Canada Slimans, though. That's God true. Corned damn. beef may, may be as good or better in Cleveland these days. So, and, and where is Greensboro in that discussion? Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to have Park back on to talk about stuff. He's a bon yeah. vivant, a raconteur, a renaissance man, as it was. Exactly. Exactly. And we've uh, we've asked him to heavily drink before he joins us. <laughs> because we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get all liquored up next time. Believe it. Okay, here we go. Uh, something I noticed Tuesday night as election results started to come in and it got later into the night. And that's where you see them jump around and show candidates declaring victory or standing up there and saying, it's over. I I lost and the rest. The concession speeches to me are way more interesting than the acceptance speeches. And I've noticed a trend and maybe it's just anecdotal. Maybe I'm just not hearing it, but uh, back in my era, Back in the day, whenever that was, concession speeches used to start off with the candidate right up front saying, I just made a phone call to blah, 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 congratulated them and said they have my full support. And then the supporters of the candidate who just announced that he made the concession, they would they would boo and it would kind of be funny. And then, no, no, don't do that. That's that's what we did. All right. And on that doesn't happen anymore. Uh-huh. Not only is the uh, the art, the decency of, of concession been lost, and I just can't imagine how that came to be in this country the last few years that candidates, even if they're as anti-Trump or Democratic, it's, it doesn't seem to be much of a part of it. Although, uh, when Sherry Beasley of North Carolina stood up in front of her supporters, she said that about a minute or so in which is fine as long as you say the words and the 
the people in the, the room were, were, were okay. They understood. Yeah. And, and on she went. So she showed a shred of decency. Good for her. We like that. Uh, and here is Tim Ryan, who I think it's fair to say you and I are uh, highly disappointed yeah. that he, he did not beat the carpet-bagging, interloping fraud J.D. Vance, one of uh, Donald Trump's triumphs on Tuesday night, if uh, he's going to be out there bragging about he how he dominated the country, which I'm sure he will. It doesn't matter that most of the people he supported uh, didn't didn't get through, but he's going to point to J.D. Vance and sadly Ted Budd in North Carolina. We'll get to Ted Budd in a minute, but but listen to Tim Ryan, who I don't know. I think you thought this too. He was a great candidate. He knew yeah. the right buttons to push yeah. in Ohio, along with, and maybe you've heard this. I haven't gotten an answer on this. Where was Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown, a Democrat who's mm-hmm. been in office, I think he's in his fourth or fifth term, who's had that same blue-collar appeal yeah. across the board and keeps winning as the only person in Ohio that wins statewide races. Governors, no. Mm-mm. Secretaries, no. Sherrod Brown is. So you would have thought that they would have been Bobsy twins going across the state together, that if you, lo- if you voted for me, you should vote for Tim Ryan, because this is what we do. We look out for the working people of Ohio. We try to get industry and you know, all the things that, that you would norm. So that one surprises me. I, I think the National Party has a lot to answer for just in general, with that Ohio race. I think they let down Tim Ryan. I think there was a lack of coordination and just assistance and money and everything. And I think there needs to be uh, kind of a uh, some sort of acknowledgement and some sort of accountability with that. Yeah. All right, so here's Tim Ryan on, on Tuesday night addressing his folks in the concession speech. And just, I'll, I'll, I'll set you up ahead of time. This is so classy. Yeah, it's disgusting. You cannot believe what you're about to hear. Here we go. That this country, we have we have too much hate. We have too much anger. There's way too much fear. There's way too much division and that we need more love. We need more compassion. We need more concern for each other. It's important things. We need forgiveness. We need grace. We need reconciliation. We do have to leave the age of stupidity behind us. And I, I have a privilege right now, a privilege as someone who was the democratic nominee. I have the privilege to concede this race to JD Vance because the way this country operates is that when you lose an election, you concede and you respect You respect the will of the people, right? We can't have a system where if you win, it's a legitimate election. And if you lose, someone stole it. That kind of get the idea there. I've heard some bullshit in my life. <laughs> Wait a minute. Holy shit. A little oh rush. Well, hang on. Were you listening into that? Hold your penis in your hands and weep. Tim Ryan acting like a loser 
Uh, greetings and salutations across the fruited plain. Tis I, the all-powerful, all-fuzzy, all-feeling, all-everything Maharishi live from hell, listening to this pussy, uh, doing the feel-good plastic banana rock and roll bullshit as he holds it. You show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Oh, that's spanky. Wait a minute. Trump has never conceded the 2020 election. Nor and should he. When I last checked, uh, Doug Mastriano never called Josh Shapiro to concede a race that he lost by more than 10 points. Even Dr. Oz made the call. Dr. Oz. What did you think? You knew Dr. Oz pretty well, didn't He's you? He's a fine man. There was some shenanigans. On. I, I hope they do some investigations there. I've, I've got another one of my Little Rush classic uh, nicknames. I was doing it well before Donaldus Magnus. Really? Tim Cryan there in Ohio. Tim Cryan. <laughs> if this is a precursor, Ohio State is going to get their asses kicked by Michigan in, what, uh, 17 days? Something like that. If this is if this is what Ohio does, folks, uh, Michigan is going to destroy the Buckeyes uh, this year. You really had to go there, of, didn't you? You had to go there. Regardless of any wind, rain, barometric pressure, anything else you want to bring into the situation, if this is the kind of pussy behavior that gets applauded in the great state of Ohio, bleh, vomit. A uh, little rush. Uh, you could almost carve out the state of Florida. Yes. In what happened there compared to really the rest of the country, uh, irrespective of the final results in Arizona or Nevada or, or Georgia, it was a beatdown. It was a beatdown by Ron DeSantis. Do you have any new nicknames for, for DeSantis? Uh, Besides the what was Ron De Sanctimonious? Uh, Ron I, De Sanctimonious. I had one. What do you got? Ron De Shitface. I like that one. <laughs> what do you think uh, of that? I, I helped, of course, pave the way when I moved to the uh, sunny Southern Command mm. in Florida, and now it's red. It's redder than it's ever been, folks. I mean, the state of Florida, it could not be redder. Well, how did that happen? Well, because of me. It was <laughs> I was the one who paved the way. I made it cool. I made it fashionable. I made it something that everyone wanted to be a part of. And thank God we were able to get it, that. The Marco Rubio, uh, Val Demings, right? That thing was called before Seinfeld was on the Seinfeld rerun at seven 30 uh -huh. on uh, the Fox affiliate there in Orlando. <laughs> that, that shit was over done. Dunzo. Mm. Sorry, mm. bye. And then DeSantis wins by half a million votes, folks. I so think it's more I, than that. I think you're. I think you you, you went under. Uh, <laughs> DeSantis under wins by a, 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 a lot of votes, yeah. and, and, and we we just we're kicking ass in Florida, folks. Yeah, Florida so, is going to be huge for a while. Uh, it's just amazing. Well, it's it's not the bath salts. It's not the. And by the way. Another one of those uh, virtue signaling deals in uh, Tennessee. You saw that they finally outlawed slavery in Tennessee. Oh, they finally got around to that. Yeah. There was you, a, did, did that bother you? 
Well, I would just like to shout out the 20% of people, 2-0, 20% who said that they'd like to keep slavery as a punishment in the Constitution of the Volunteer State of Tennessee. So God bless the, the, the one-fifth of you who showed up and did the right thing at the polls yesterday. Right. To, God to, bless you. Right. To, to keep America slaveholders and uh, uh free states it should, <laughs> again it should be, divided right yeah the door should be open i'm just saying it shouldn't be used but i'm just saying you know in case you of emergency know. they've got the thing you go you go to the movie theater you go to the doctor's office you go it's in case of emergency break glass that's what that should be folks well, little rush i i i don't want to get too deep into economics with you but if wages get too high if there's a wage price spiral that just can't be stemmed with higher interest rates or or layoffs the answer ultimately probably would be slavery because yeah, that, cuts, that cuts wages for the capitalist gotta have it for the owner and it, it, it really it really would help because you get you get all the work done and you don't have to worry about social security and we can blame it on biden you. we can we can say it's biden's yeah. fault he made wages too high we had to go back to slavery what am i conspiring with you what am i doing what am i doing here <laughs> see how could see what a talented broadcaster i am yeah. i was even able to persuade you 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 really uh, you really got me I, I, I guess that I, Carrie Lake, unfortunately, she is a loser, but still fuckable. So that's that's very unfortunate. Mm. Uh, they're, they're still counting in Arizona. We don't know if uh, Blake Masters is going to end up beating uh, Mark Kelly. Wasn't he about and, five points behind, though? I, that looks pretty, uh, pretty hopeless. Uh, we, and, of course, we're seeing all the juxtapositioning. Me and my good friend uh, 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 Greg though, over there at USAWatchdog.com, we were watching those Maricopa County boxes. And they are. There's a lot of bullshit really? going on there, yeah. and then of course Nevada, folks. Nevada, and we got a runoff in Georgia. So the Reverend Warnock uh, not doing quite as well as he thought. Well, do you know why there is the runoff system in Georgia? Are, are you are you familiar with with the reason that? Come close the- to me, and I'll whisper it to you. It's a fucked up state. Uh, okay. No, I don't. I don't know the real well, I'll, reason. I'll tell you what. I will talk about that with Brit. Okay, you talk about that with here. him because I, I, I think it would upset you so much if you found out the real reason that uh, all yes. these years later. By the way, in the same year now that uh, Tennessee finally uh, struck slavery <laughs> as an option, <laughs> was it in their constitution? It was uh, still. Did? It was still codified as a possible punishment. And again, 20% of patriots stood up and said it should stay. Yeah, yeah. The brave 20%. How about that Ted Budd? God damn, it's great to have him. I am so happy to have him coming to the United States Senate. We we really didn't have enough brainless fucks in there, and I am just glad that we're going to have him in there. You don't have to worry about him trading stocks. He's just going to trade guns. I, I can't wait to have him. What a... What a fantastic victory for uh, white males across this incredible country, uh, Ted fucking Bud, one of yeah. the one of the greats, and we're delighted to have him. All right now, we've gone all this time, all this time, with an appearance with you, Little Rush. I think for the first time in many many years, where we have not said the words Donald Trump up until yes. now. Well, I'm going to mention them now because, by most measures, he didn't have such a great night. Uh, Tuesday night, 
which is interesting in and of itself, but because he's uh, set up this this dynamic where I think it's uh, November 15th, that's next Tuesday, he says he's going to announce that he's running for president, which uh, has, uh, at this point now, boy, I don't know if you've been reading down there. You, I know you get all the subscriptions from all the papers down there, but wow, they're starting to really turn on your friend and former neighbor, Donald Trump, kind of blaming him in a way. Essentially, the the Democratic narrative as they uh, approach Donald Magnus. What happened was the Republican Party invited Donaldus Magnus into the house, into the apartment. They fed him full of Viagra and he banged the Republican Party. And now the Republicans have to carry that thing to term. That's what they're going to say. They can't abort it now. Oh, there you uh, go. It's going to. It's a. It's a tremendous thing for. Uh, it, it, look. The media is going to paint this as a loss. We took control of the House. We were two for two, I think, in knocking off black women that were running for the Senate. Huge victory. You, USA. You were the first. Wait a second. You were the first person, first person to to single out that particular yes. sub division of yes. demographically of wins by Republicans Tuesday night. Two black women, Val Demings in Florida. And Sherry Beasley, Beasley in North Carolina. My Batting a thousand. Batting a thousand. We we took huge control. Florida is red as shit. DeSantis is, is red hot. There is no better time for Donaldus Magnus to announce he is running for a, a another term. I, I can't wait, folks. It's they're gonna have it on the big screen here in hell. And uh, I will be there certainly in spirit looking up at my good friend Donaldus Magnus. All right. Little rush. Great to talk to you. Uh, your post-election analysis is second to none. You are still the best in the business, even if you are deader than anything. God bless you and hubba hubba. Hmm. Whoa. Interesting analysis. Yeah. How, how did you approach it last night? Because I tried not to watch any coverage on like a, a TV for until like 1030. I, I was like, I went, I went till after nine o'clock. Yeah. I went till after nine o'clock cause I was sitting there, um, at the kitchen table discussing kitchen table issues with the wife on how to put food on the table with plenty of food, <laughs> probably a little bit too much on the table. That's, most good, Americans really do have that problem. Yeah, not, it is. I can't make room in the fridge. You know, that's really, that's a great problem to have, right? Exactly. So I was, uh, I was sitting there with my, my little iPad. There's one. Yeah. I have two. Well, look at you. You know, when I went and got a new one during the pandemic panic of, you have to buy new electronic shit two years ago. I bought a new <laughs> iPad. I bought a new iPad. And uh, I just thought, well, it's time to upgrade. And then it's only then where you can compare whether your new iPad is that much different than the one that's three or four years old. Because I was ready to throw this one. You know what? It still works. Oh, my battery runs down a little bit. I still keep it. What's the difference? There's no reason not to. Yeah. Oh, wait. I can get $40 for it from Best Buy. Thanks. So it was worth keeping. So I, I was following on Twitter and then I go over to some, uh, I, I really, I didn't see Kornacki at all. I understand he was really great again last night. He was good. The, he, yeah. he was good. And, and uh, I, I of course wanted to make sure that, that I wasn't 
losing my mind here, and I wanted to see what the depression level was on Fox. Same. It's very important. Same. And uh, it was there. It was there. And when I saw that fuck Mark Thiessen, oh. Mark Thiessen, who's just dreadful. They run his column locally here in the News and Record just to pretend that so they're running conservative crap. Yeah, you know, he's, I think he was a right. I think he was like George Bush's George speech W. Writer. Bush's speech speech. So writer. they let's talk about Mark Thiessen for a moment because the con the thing that they're a lot of the media is taking out is they're taking out that clip of him going, "God, this is just a referendum on the Republicans, and what a terrible day this is, and we suck if we can't, you know, have an alternative to the inflation and blah 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 blah, then we're terrible." Okay, well that's one thing, but he said, as you probably saw, a lot of other bullshit pumping up the Republican Party throughout the course of the evening, including saying it was these Republicans in states like Florida and Texas that said, fuck you when your ovaries that won. So that's what we need to do as a party is fuck you and your ovaries and go balls out with it. That was right. part of what he said last night. Now, how, how stupid is that on a night when <laughs> protecting the right to choose an abortion went through in, in states like Kentucky? <laughs> Fucking Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> Jesus. All right. In addition to, I think, Michigan and, and, and California, I ask this question now. If based on what you and I and we all know about the, how should we say it, quirkiness of North Carolina, which I think actually does approach Arizona right now in mm -hmm. unpredictability across the board. Maybe. If there was a referendum protecting the right of women to their own health care via abortion and that no more legislation could be passed to restrict abortion and that the kind of Roe v. Wade standard would apply here and that's it. Do you think that North Carolina would join, oh, those, those lefty states like Kentucky and Kansas? Or do you think in this fucked up state right now, it could be demagogued the other direction here's here's how that would work and it was very much like that house resolution hr was it hb hr1 that was outlawing gay marriage was that mm -hmm. the, was that what they called that thing mm -hmm. remember they did put it on the ballot as a referendum remember they did it in the primary season they didn't do it in the general election they would try to do something like that if they did if they put that on the ballot during like november 2024 during a huge election i think it would pass but if they do it during a primary when you have a limited number of hardcore assholes yeah. who come out and vote, I don't think it would pass. Right. So he, here's what happened. And I, I know we're, we're talking a, a little parochially here about North Carolina, but, you know, fortunately, we are in a in a state that does get paid attention to these days. Um, what happens in state houses and in courthouses is, of course, just as important as the marquee. Senate races or, or, or governor's races. And in North Carolina, we are this close, and I have my fingers really close together. We are this close to becoming Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is this close to becoming Hungary, okay, or Russia, a one-party state. They're, they're this close to it, okay? Uh, the Democratic governor in Wisconsin did get reelected. Yeah, he's holding things together. And that's true but but the wisconsin legislature is either right up at the edge of or into super majorities to overrule him on everything 
And they've now changed the Wisconsin Supreme Court. It's now Republican controlled. Yeah. So they do everything. They gerrymander the shit out of that state. It's outrageous. They are going to be making the rules about elections and how they are run in Wisconsin. North Carolina, at this moment, after the election on Tuesday, now has a state Senate with a supermajority. And the House is really, really close. And for some crazy reason, North Carolina citizens decided that the, I guess it was a a six to one Democratic advantage in the Supreme Court. Then it went to, I think, uh, four to to three. Mm -hmm. And last night, now it's a Republican majority. It's a Republican majority on the state Supreme Court. Just in a matter of about six years, it's switched over. And two more seats are up in two years, and they're both Democrats. So you could, you could have like a, a, a seven to nothing Supreme Court. So it may not matter that we have a Democratic governor for the next two years. They may be able to steamroll all kinds of crap about abortion and about yep. tax and all the Let's things see. that Republican wish lists include. If right you look, here, right if you, here. If you look a couple of states over from Wisconsin and you look at Michigan, a state that has a lot of stuff culturally in common with Wisconsin, um, they decided they, they went all blue, right? It was uh, the they blue governor. She got reelected and then both houses for the first Rit. time in 40 years or something. Yeah, I hate to play to get what's the uh, color of the University of Michigan? <laughs> yeah. what's, what's their slogan? So I, always, no I feel blue. like. To, to, to your point, we're this close to being that to Wisconsin, and we're also this close to being the Michigan thing, because there's there's some problems in North Carolina. The Republican Party I has do. some problems in North Carolina. They've been able to jack with stuff. And I, I do want to point out at this point, the Republicans would not have likely gained control of the North of the U.S. House of Representatives had it not been for gerrymandering. That probably solely is going to account for the Republican majority. And still, we were almost able to overcome that. Well, what, what is it? It's like 7-6 now. Yeah. It's, so you it's, know, it, it used to be like 11-2. to two. Exactly. So it, it is a lot better. And that goes to why nationally the Republicans uh, did not be – they were unable to, to uh, produce a red wave compl- at all. At all, really. Well, and, the narrative uh, that they fashioned for themselves as a party, which was crime is, is terrible right now. Joe Biden is allowing teachers to try to go ahead and cut the dicks off of your children at school. Price of gas is out of control and he wants to drive it higher. This doddering fool doesn't know what he's doing. Inflation is going to go through the roof and he doesn't have a solution for it. We do. That narrative didn't work. America did not buy that narrative. Yeah. Right. On the wholesale level, I'm not going to talk us into a loss as a, as the Democratic Party. This was a win. This is a win. Now, is it sad that we lost two huge stars in Tim Ryan and Val Demings? They lost. Yeah, that's not great. And it sucks that we're probably going to lose control of the House of Representatives. But there was a lot to like here. And Joe Biden continues to be underrated and overperforming well, by everybody in the world. I boy, I'm so glad you, you said that. Because we've had this discussion about 12 times in the the last two years. When he gets counted out, he doesn't know what's going on. He has no control over it. He's just sitting there 
because if you read right-wing shit and you read right-wing blogs or they always talk about joe biden's handlers as if he's not in control of his own faculties right they always talk about that and of course there's it's just not true and um the numbers in this case once again not only do they not lie but they tell a very very wonderful truth that when the history books are written and they're being written right now not only will joe biden be given credit and all the credit in the world along with james clyburn of south carolina who really made the difference during the primaries in 2020 that he slayed the donald trump dragon on election day i think <laughs> um, <laughs> Now he beat he beat Trump he beat him soundly by what is eight million uh, popular votes and a, a a nice kind of electoral college victory that any presidential candidate would love to have, but then over the next two years, um, considering he had the the thinnest majority in both houses of Congress that you could ever imagine. Uh, needing to hold everybody together almost every time because Republicans were in unanimous opposition almost constantly. You got a lot of legislation passed. And uh, in spite of the overhang of inflation and the pandemic, uh, they powered through. This is what the history books are going to say in arrears, right? They're going to say that's what they are going to say. Yeah. And, mean- and, and um, inflation really is not forever. I, I always like that line. Inflation isn't forever. Your shitty reputation is. When they would, that's, I'm paraphrasing what Democrats would say on stage. And by the way, I, I do. Ha- I don't. I never thought of this until recently. When when all these debates were going on, um, one of the best zingers I think that was never used, never used, against. Republicans, especially after what was a couple months ago, where uh, Senator Rick Scott of Florida, who for some reason has some kind of leadership position in uh, the Republican Senate hierarchy, put out this paper. I'm sure if it's a rep- it was a white paper, of course. Uh, <laughs> you see what I did there? I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a white paper. And, and uh, they they went full third rail and talked about quote, reforming Social Security and Medicare. And naturally, there is a reasonable discussion to have about that. But that's not where they're coming from. No, because they actually got to the point in that discussion or whatever that they were putting out there that Social Security, Social Security would become just another program that would have a five year window and it would get rediscussed every five years. Should we keep Social Security? Should we get rid of it? Um, Should we cut the benefits or should we keep them? A cost of living increases. Fuck that. So if 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 the Democrats were smarter and they're not dumb and they did well, I get that. I think they should have used the phrase. My opponent, Ted Budd, I'm Sherry Beasley. My opponent wants to defund Social Security. Oh, yeah. He wants to defund Medicare. They yep, should have used the, the, the lightning word, the most powerful word of the last few years for Republicans. Defund the police and shift it over. 
But the truth would be they really do want to defund Social Security. They really do want to defund Medicare. In the case of Medicare, that goes back about 65 years. In the case of Social Security, it goes back to the (laughs) mid-1930s when there was a a lot of opposition and uh, FDR had to do backflips to get that to get that through during the um, during the New Deal years. But it, then it became it became wildly popular and it has been for all of the decades since then. And they right. the Republicans have tried to kick the shit out of it now but, for six or seven so decades. The, the election is over, but the issue, of course, remains no. the same. It's still there. And Social Security does have this this year in the uh, early to mid 2030s where. If something isn't done, something being, you have to cut benefits. That's right. You have to raise the age at which just, people start to collect them. Or you have right. to raise, the. of course, the Democratic plan is to take that cap on earnings. I think, yep. what is it, like 130000 yep. After 130000 you don't get any money taken out of your paycheck. Any extra, that's it. Social Security. That's and right. the, the first step would be to put that up at 400000 So people who make between 130 and 400,000 they would get taxed for social security just like that that first part of their paycheck gets would that destroy america would rich people have to and by the way uh, they're not necessarily billionaires these are It's a job killer. It's a job killer, Brad. Right. Right. Yeah, people would lose their jobs over that. Uh, so I think that is going to be a great debate. Maybe this would be the time to have it. Maybe okay. when you have when you have almost a split uh, House of Representatives and a very I'm okay close, with uh, hey, I've, the I, I've said to you before I'm okay with means testing. Let's let's have a discussion about means Another testing. Way. I don't do it tomorrow, but you know you can do it 20 years from now or what. I don't care. I'm fine with all that. You can't it's, wait 20 years. You, well, you no, you gotta do it, it tomorrow. That, that's fine. It, we yeah. can have that. I mean, I'm, I don't know when you actually start the means testing. I don't mean you don't yeah. just like ja- start. You know, January 1st of 2024. Oh, yeah. oh no, uh, remember you, you fuck over the next generation. <laughs> you don't right. fuck with people now. That, as I get as I as I am a member of AARP, I do understand that now. It's it's funny that you bring up Social Security and Medicare because the first guy that they signed up for Medicare was Harry Truman. LBJ brought him up to the White House and he's filling out the shit and everything. And they that was one of the Mark Thiessen things. This is, again, in context of Joe Biden. He goes, this guy had the lowest approval rating since Harry Truman. Well, Mark, what was the historic lesson of Harry Truman? What was the historic lesson of Harry Truman? He was underestimated greatly. He ends up winning a term in his own right. And as history went on, he's been appreciated more and more and more as time has gone on, correct? Right. Well, you know, as just an unsophisticated haberdasher from, I love that word. It's always associated with Harry Truman. Yeah, you're, you're right. By the way, it was a question on Jeopardy. I don't know if it was last night or the night before. They wanted to know the exact quote of the newspaper in Chicago in 1948. And uh, somebody knew, you know, uh, uh, Dewey beats Truman. Dewey defeats Truman is what it said. Yeah. yeah. And there's an extra gleam in his eye because the Chicago Tribune had been kicking Harry Truman's ass on its editorial pages. Yeah. It became. So what do you think now after the after the good times are over and the Democrats stop celebrating? There need to be some very serious lessons going forward. There's nothing to say. I don't think this is a celebration kind of. Oh, I, I mean, think it is. I think to have everything going against the Democratic Party the way they I did and to come out. Oh, this this is a Brit, this Brit, is a you know what? This is this. I think this is more equivalent to when you're watching the NFL playoffs 
and a team wins the you know the, in the first round well okay that's a bad that's a bad example because for some reason no matter what game it is they have to act like idiots put on goggles and spray champagne at each other like they did win the super bowl okay but but let, let's just pretend for a second that they really don't do that and what they'll always say is this was great we're glad we did it but that was yesterday we've got next week's game to look forward to and that's really how the but the, the lessons Democrats have to look. The lessons have to be, and I heard some Republicans saying this: the the Democrats were better organized in many parts of the country than the Republicans were. We don't and live in one of those places. No, we, we do not we, live in one of those places. If we could take that energy from one of those places and put it here, and maybe in Ohio, and maybe a little in Florida, the, uh, it, we could this, do well. This really bugs the shit out of me because I was looking at the list. In fact, I have it here: uh, the list of places that were visited in the last 10 days by Barack Obama, Nevada, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Florida, on and on it goes. He was everywhere except where? Here. Okay. And we talked about this how many months ago? Why isn't the Senate race in North Carolina getting any attention? As if it was uh, some kind of blowout, runaway, not even worth talking about, as if it was a one of these incumbents who's going to win re-election by, by 20 points. And it was never that. And Barack Obama never came here. Now, don't tell me that if he would have come here and held a humongoid rally in, in Raleigh or even in a smaller town outside of, of Raleigh um, with Sherry Beasley all the way, that that would not have made a difference in turnout. I think it would have. I think it would have helped a lot. Would it have made, uh, you know, three or four point tip? Probably not. But I, this is just absurd because, you know, the results are the results. And uh, Tim Ryan lost by as many, if not more points than Sherry Beasley did in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he was there with Tim Ryan. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was a big well, that, again, the National Party, that, that's that's a takeaway. The National Party needs to get its shit together. They really need to kind of make sure that the resources go where the resources are needed. You saw the exit polling that young people really carried this election for the Democrats. It was the Generation Z voters. That needs to be addressed, and those people going forward need to be energized, and they need to be feel included. You need to find thought leaders in those particular tribes, and you need to get them out there and going and, and, and give them – what they need, the tools to organize and the tools to motivate. Because uh, that I think that's another huge election from this midterm. Mm. They don't give a shit that Joe Biden's in his 80s. Surprisingly enough, I know the Republicans say it all the time, but they just don't. Uh, I promised while I was talking to a Little Rush, I don't know if you heard me uh, yeah. say this to him, uh, that, and I see so many holes in the, the coverage on television. It's so... It's so empty. It's so devoid of context. It's so pathetic. And to me, and you can't watch everything, but I have yet to hear anybody on any network at any time explain why in Georgia we get these runoff elections after close. Everywhere else, if someone gets 49.7 and the other person gets 48.6, the 49.7 wins the fucking election, right? Right. But only in Georgia 
Do you yeah. have to get to 50% or in the, we're going to have our In the NBA, if you come within three, they don't play overtime. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when the clock strikes zero and you're three points down, you go home. The team that was right. ahead wins. So here's the explanation. And uh, I know you're going to be shocked about this. This is all racism. During the first half of the 20th century, Georgia had a system called the county unit system, which was kind of like an electoral college yeah, at the county like level. So the rural voters in Georgia got disproportionate power, just the same way in a presidential election that shitty small population rural states like Wyoming and the Dakotas disproportionately get more sway in the electoral college than California or New York do. So they had the same idea in Georgia, and this would diminish the ability of black voters in cities like Atlanta to, to dominate. So they struck this down in 1962. Think about what was going on in the country yes, in sir. 1962. That is the absolute height of the civil rights movement sure. of that era. So, and then this was a 14th Amendment kind of case, Equal Protection Clause. So what did Georgia do? They came up with this bullshit runoff scheme, which already existed apparently in a lot of the South, not much anymore, and it was first started, guess where? Right here, in the Carolinas. <laughs> oh, good times. In the 1800s. Uh, so the idea is that this prevented blacks from voting as a block together to push a candidate, probably a liberal. And this would split them up and force this runoff crap over and over and over again. That was the idea, and it's still in place. It is no more fair, has no more place in today's world than what happened in Tennessee when they finally had to get rid of slavery still being uh, an optional employment idea. For, for <laughs> optional employment today. idea. You need to go to Indeed, Indeed.com. Right, right. Um, right. Speaking of racist shit that will drive you nuts, I don't think you've seen this, but somebody put this up. If you show the the map from 1990, Jesse Helms versus Harvey Gantt yeah. for Jesse Helms' Senate seat, yeah. And you lay it over the Sherry Beasley and Ted Budd map from yeah. yesterday. Right. The support looks, the counties that supported uh, Sherry Beasley and Harvey Gantt look exactly the same. And the counties that supported Ted Budd and Jesse Helms look exactly the same. I mean, the maps look strikingly uh, well, similar. I, I, I think that uh, you could pick almost any map from any Senate race going back to 1990 <laughs> because we, we know what it looks like. And this is all over the country. You know that um, if, if you look at Ohio, every statewide race has uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, Toledo, blue, and then the rest of the state's red. And it's the same here, you know, Raleigh, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Asheville, Mecklenburg County, Wilmington, blue, rest of the state red. It's always been that way. It's just always been that way because the real Americans live away from the cities, as you know. 
and uh, <laughs> so, we, so are you uh, in every every city has the president actually spoken on the uh, election results yet has does joe biden okay, spoken apparently not or we would have seen it they're, they're, yeah. they're saying that he, that, that he i'm will. sure he's going to strike the right note saying you know i think the election results show that their voters are unsatisfied with both parties and we need to work together for solutions right that's that's the statement that he needs to make correct uh yeah something something like that um, yeah he, he doesn't need to come out and say, fuck Lauren Boebert. You and I can say that. That's something you and I can say. And ha ha, bitch, go home. That's something that you and I can say. He yeah, doesn't a nice need to say that. She, she's gone. But Marjorie Taylor Greene won, you know, well, 70 to 30. In, in, <laughs> you know, by the way, she's the congresswoman from Deliverance, Georgia. <laughs> 